heard it in a long Whoa. time. Whoa. Hadn't heard it in a long time. That's my fight song, and I hadn't. I need to send it to you, Brad, so the next <laughs> time I can come out the gate with it. All right, cool. I forgot about it. This is the Side Talks podcast. Uh, who are you? I'm Rachel Morgan. And I'm Corey Kraft. What's up, Ding Dongs? What's up, Corey Heads? What's up, Cadets? I How's think everybody we... doing out there? Oh, shit. I think we might have just entered this as like, what is your tolerance level? Um, like the intro that's like, what? Is, can you make it to the end of the intro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you've no. already uh, bailed, good for you. But if you haven't, this is the Side Talks podcast. We talk about movies. Now you sound like me in the classroom where I'm like, I'm about to say something to all the students who aren't here because I'm just like railing and like, being the worst teacher in the Look world. Look <laughs> to your left. Look to your right. One of you is going to fail. <laughs> Oh, man, if they were just present. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about movies, Corey. All right, let's do it. So, oh, guess what? I know. Show me that smile. Yes. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. Um, this is I, a themed thing. Show and tell. From your recent. I went somewhere. Yes. I went, I went somewhere the other night. I drove all the way to Nashville to see somebody uh, perform, and then I drove all the way back the next morning to make it to teach, and um, yeah, this happened not that long ago, and uh, I have a little show-and-tell item for you. And uh, well, I'm going to slide two it across items. the table. Yeah, two items, but they're related. They are related, so I the just first slid it across item... the table. We know show-and-tell works really well on oh podcasts. Oh, my God. But uh, you can hear it. You can hear the reaction. So tell okay. us a little bit what, about what's in hand. And well, I need you to take a close look at that lanyard, by the way. Because uh, yeah. there's something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Okay, so time to start describing. People can't wait any longer. Okay, so as was alluded to in the previous segment a couple episodes ago with, with Lisa, um, you went to see Corey Feldman do music live. That- Shout not Yes. So um Corey you have a VIP lanyard from Corey Feldman's tour, Love Retours. And then Which the apparently he's retouring an album from either 30 or 40 years ago. It's printed different in different oh my places. God. 23 plus a few. So I guess that's how many years ago it came out. Uh, who knows? Who knows? It's, I, I'm having trouble keeping up with them. The um, uh, the design of this is really shocking. It's kind of like a Grateful Dead psychedelia sort of thing. Corey wearing sunglasses is in the middle of it. He's flanked immediately by two women in lingerie. There's a dude playing guitar. Uh, there's a heart with wings. And then, appallingly... Wait, one of those ladies with in lingerie is wielding a knife, and it look, he, she looks like she's about to stab his head, mm-hmm. which may be the case. Most appallingly, though, um, there is a, a a black man holding a sign that says, I can't breathe. What the fuck, y'all? And a police officer pointing a gun at the back of this man's head. Uh, because Corey Feldman. I mean, he's, he's saying something about the world we live in. Okay. The other element of this is a VHS copy of License to Drive, which, of course, stars the two Corys. Uh Heyman Feldman, that is, not Kraft. I'm not part of this. You could be um, the third Corey. But this, unlike uh, most things, is actually autographed, I assume, by Corey oh, Feldman. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Two, is. number two, Rachel, all 
what, what does it say? I all, can't read it. All the best. I think it Maybe. might say that, but not really. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Corey Feldman, 23, he read under it because that's the year it is. I'm going to try to keep this short. It was insane. Uh, the opening portion of the show uh, began with s- screens, sort of, yeah. um, with different images, but one of them wasn't working. Like the, it was just lo- oh. the projector was looping, but they wanted the words to come up. That on some of them it worked, and some of the in, in the main screen it was sort of flipping, flipping. Yeah, but it was all like all hail the comeback kid or something like that, and we were supposed to chant it, and it went on for way too long. Oh no! And it was like. All hail the comeback kid, the comeback kid, the comeback king. Oh no, comeback king! Comeback All come king. the comeback king, the comeback, and it just kept going and go and to the point where it was like super awkward. And then he still didn't even come out. There was like a longer pause after that. It was there were there were laser there were like laser ladies there were ladies. There's a song that he sings about. Um, like I'm gonna have to walk away, and it was laser feet that were walking. Oh no! Yeah, and there was at one point he called out his son who was wearing like a tank and some jump shorts who'd come out to help secure some of the USA flags on the stage, huh. and he pointed out that that was his son. But then he very quickly went into how women are deceptive, and <gasps> um, you know his his all his exes and all his divorces, and then on the screen. He said, this is my new single, Deceptive Deborah," Ugh. And I'm like, this was either that kid's why, like mom or that was that kid's stepmom. But either way, like feels a little inappropriate to wow. be talking about Deceptive Deborah. Yeah, it, 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 I, this is just a portion of the fever dream. Also, in this particular venue, you can eat while you're watching. So we were eating hummus, this whole, um, like hummus and risotto and stuff the whole time that this was going on. Wow. Yeah. Did he... Did you offer any to him? No, I'm not sharing with Corey. So, okay. So what was the process like being a VIP? Like um, what, what perks did you, you obviously met Corey Feldman. That was pretty much it. That was the big perk. And did you like chat the, with him? We or? got the hookup. Yeah. He held that very VHS tape that you're holding. So wow. you, your hand has been where Corey Feldman's hands been. And he actually opened up and said, this is in really good condition. And then he took the little thing that's in there out, yeah. which is kind of cool and said, should we scratch this? And we did say yes. We could, he's like, maybe we won these Ray Bans, but he's like, I don't think we could cash them in now. Well, that that's was the not conversation the point, we had with Corey. Them. All yeah. entries for prizes on this uh, this uh, little uh, card. It says must be returned by October thirty first, nineteen ninety. So yeah. we're quite late. Quite late to the game um, here. It was a wow. it was a wild ride. It was a wild ride. Did you invite him to the sidewalk? You know, I. I <laughs> I kind of just scooted around that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I, I shouldn't name any names, but we did. We we do know somebody who works for the venue. Yeah. And what we can, what I can maybe tell you, I think it'd be okay, is that there was some conversation beforehand about whether or not he should be popping some confetti. Yeah. And was he was told not to pop the confetti? Uh-huh. And I'm sure enough, about halfway through the show, the confetti got popped. And of course, me and Lisa looked at each other and we're like, "Hee hee, somebody's going to be in trouble." And so, while we were waiting for our VIP experience for the hour and a half after the show that we waited, yep. um, his crew was out there. One of which got the nickname Dio. For I think you can kind of picture what this guy looks like. Yeah. Um, they were out there with a vacuum cleaner, rolling the vacuum cleaner over um, little pieces of confetti, oh, no. so that 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 would be cleaned up, so that they could get their full check. Yeah. Yeah. This all this all track for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, you and know? It, at one point, there were like um, 
the the young woman who you, that plays the keyboard that used to be his wife, but they've of course deceptive Dever. They've been in a divorce now, oh, no. and so he's got a new young lady who plays the keyboard. And when she came out, they had her sing. Um, they had her sing uh, "Goonies Are Good Enough." Uh huh. And uh, and so she performed that. And when she did that, some like little like I don't know what you call it, like bubbles flew through the air like from a bubble machine yeah, yeah, yeah. so we were kind of putting our our hands over the the hummus so that it wouldn't get bubbled up with the with those and then uh, i think it's also important to point out that his bass player um got pointed out as the grandson of robert mitchum oh sick and uh, the grandson of robert mitchum got to perform his each band member performed their own song their own original song cool and that was interesting all right <laughs> yeah robert mitchum i like him um yeah, I in some ways this is just an experience that I'll I'm gonna have to share some videos with you. It's okay. it's it's, a, it's, a, it's a harder than a show. It goes beyond show and tell. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the videos that played behind Robert Mitchum's grandson's solo performance, and he looked a little like he was wearing a duster. Yeah, you know? uh, as one does. This, um, a big Bon Jovi hat. Um, uh huh. And behind him were really strange. I don't I don't know what I call it. Some of the videos behind him had watermark on it. Um, but a lot of them were like a spaceman, like dancing, cool, in a in a tunnel and stuff like that. Okay, so yeah, that was my worth it. I don't know. Question mark. I mean, listen, I'll six hours round trip. I'll Question um, mark. you know, touch base with the the Feld man, the Feldster at the next meeting of Corey's, which we you know try to have every yeah every so often. Um, but it sounds like a lovely evening. Um. One for the history books, for, Corey. For for some, yeah. Um, but this this VHS tape now that's that this is this is cherry here. This is in great shape. It is. He I was, mean, he was, he was right. right. He was he right. right. It's this in great is shape. an excellent shape. Um, and and you know now it's autographed. This could be a museum piece. Well, I could say a lot more, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, uh, an excellent show and tell uh, entry today. And now a look at what we're watching this week. Well, Corey, you know what I've been watching? Seventh Heaven? <laughs> I've been watching some episodes of Seventh Heaven. And, Which is um, insane. And Corey Feldman uh, performing. And uh, there were clips from the Lost Boys and this kind of thing behind him. I think that is the, the, the best moment is when he does the rendition of this, the opening to the Lost Boys. Of course. The song, the like, um, down, little sister, shit, that thing. Yep. That is, and he rips his. He's like he. I will give him this. He's in good, pretty good shape. He's, he's got the Botox. Looks really good. Good for him. Um, and he's a little bit like a hairless cat. You know, there's no oh hair God. or anything. I think, I think that looks good though. I think that's a good look. I think as you get older, uh huh. If you can remove the hair, that's maybe the better way to go. I'll put it that way. He good look, note. Look pretty, look pretty good. Good note. Yeah. Well, you're young, so yeah. Maintain that's... the hair for now, but oh as God. you get older, it may be a consideration that you want to get that all waxed off because oh um, I will. I do think it. For a man in his, I would assume, 50s, he's looking pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Um, and so I've been looking at Corey Feldman's bod. Yeah, I've been clearly. looking at Seventh Heaven. Uh-huh. Uh, I I do need a wellness check. <laughs> I, I, fair. Um, yeah. But I don't have a whole lot other uh, uh, more to bring to you, really. I'm trying to think of, of what else I might have even seen. I did I did go to the theater to see something. Oh, Christine, but we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about Christine. So what, are you, what have you been watching? Oh... This and that. Um, I went to the cinema to see uh, the latest uh, Kenneth Branagh, Hercule Poirot movie, A Haunting in Venice. And yeah, yeah. It was 
fine. My girl wants to see that. Yeah, you know. It's what, three hours or something? No, it's not that long. Oh, it's good, like an good, hour, good. hour 40, hour oh, 50. Oh, nice. For some reason, I had it's, to clock that runtime wrong. It's, um, yeah, it's it's. Manageable. That makes me feel better it's about manageable. it. It's manageable. It's not great, but it's, you know, it's watchable. I noticed that they had a custom cocktail for that at the AMC. Oh, word? Cool. Yeah, I didn't get that. Um, I watched, uh, what, what else? What else? Uh, the new Pixar movie elemental, which I didn't like very much. Uh, I watched the new movie from Pablo Lorraine, the director of Jackie and Spencer. This is a Netflix movie called El, El Conde. It is a political satire that imagines what, uh, might've been the, well, it imagines that Augusto Pinochet, the Chilean dictator is not only still alive. He's a, a 250 year old vampire um oh. who feasts on you know the flesh of you get the metaphor uh not great um really didn't like it as much as i thought i would unfortunately and i do like lorraine i mean emma his film emma was a big sidewalk well, it's, sensation it's, it's, it's just a, it's a masterwork yeah. i think um this one not as good unfortunately um then i watched two movies um from a director that i i really love that i hadn't seen uh, that I did like a lot. Um, so I, I want to focus on those. Let's I watched two films from the director, Todd Haynes. Yeah. Uh, first, I watched his 2021 documentary, The Velvet Underground. Right. Uh, which I loved. I kind of knew I would because I like the Velvet Underground and, you like Todd and Haynes. I like Todd Haynes <laughs> and I like um, you know music documentaries about topics that I am already sort of drawn to so um, I mean it's a really well done music documentary though because Todd Haynes is a smart guy and it's got this sort of avant-garde split and what's screen it called thing again? It's just called the Velvet Underground okay. um, and it's it's really really good um, and it provides you know, all the context for like the factory and the, and the sort of art scene that was, you know, not only involved with Warhol, but kind of Warhol adjacent and uh, avant-garde music of the time and, and sort of, you know, the, the world that John Cale came up in. Um, and then of course his meet up with Lou Reed and their sort of transformation into straight up rock and roll. Uh, well, not straight up, but you know what I mean? Uh, really, really good stuff. And then I thought, well, Hell, I haven't seen the other Todd Haynes movie with the word velvet in the title, so I rolled right into Velvet Goldmine, which yeah. is, I think, maybe the last major Haynes movie that I've never seen. Did you like it? I did. Hmm. I liked it a lot. Um, it's kind of his um, glam rock take on sort of Bowie and sort of Iggy Pop, but also sort of Mark Bolin of T-Rex right. and also sort of like Roxy Music. I can't, I have to confess, uh -huh. I can't remember this at all. It's... I, I, it really, I mean, that's kind of sad to say. I, it's been a minute, though, since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, so. so the worst thing about Velvet Goldmine is that it, you know, the songs are not as good as the real songs. You know what Duh. I mean? Like, uh, and, and, you know, Jonathan Rhys-Meyer's sort of plays the Bowie analog, this this glam rock figure who faked his own death on stage. And then a decade later, a young reporter named Christian Bale, uh, a gay man who grew up in that scene living, you know, that um, tries to get to the bottom of whatever happened to this mysterious rock star. And so it kind of has the Citizen Kane style structure where he as a reporter is going around interviewing people who are giving us these nonlinear snippets of this character's life. 
And Ewan McGregor is also in it playing the sort of- I find him annoying. I like him when he is well used. He's not always well used. He's good in this. He's playing the Iggy Pop analog. That sounds annoying. Um, I can't remember it, but it sounds annoying. Doesn't that sound annoying, Brad? I I mean, am I wrong here? You and McGregor. Yeah. Mm, I've seen Iggy Pop live. Did you know that? What? I saw Iggy Pop. Yes. I'm about to blow your mind. I saw Iggy Pop open up for the Pretenders. Whoa. Damn. Which is insane. That sounds awesome actually and he broke a broke a bottle on the stage and rolled around in it that yeah was, that yeah. was the most memorable you know part. of course he did yeah. that, that i yeah. didn't I, I was about to ask if he like stepped on broken glass or something he did but do i that. didn't have to ask because I, of course he did i regret not having driven to memphis to see Gigi allen but i regret it now. why on earth I regret, would you regret I reg- that i regret it now do you know what i mean like i regret it in this moment but like i don't i don't i think because he's dead. Like, yeah. I don't think I would regret it if he were still alive. You would not have had a good time. Oh, no, no. You would have had a memorable Listen, here's time. here's what I know about that show. Not to interrupt you here, but uh-huh. I, I think Brad will find this interesting. Here's what I know about that show. Okay. So, he played at this little punk club in Memphis. And a bunch of my friends went, because uh, at the time I had a bunch of friends in Memphis. And this would have been in the um, in the eight, mid-80s. And I th- early early mid-80s. And apparently he started the thing where he's shitting on stage. He's yeah. taking all the laxatives or whatever, and he's bending over That's and shitting on stage. Gross. And uh, this is actually what I found interesting, though, and kind of and kind of like wild about it, right? Is that two of my friends were like, fuck this, and ran outside. Like, I don't want to get shit on. He was bloody and like trying to, you know, grab people and stuff. And so they were like, they ran outside and, st- and lit a cigarette and were like standing outside of the club like, fuck, I'm not going back in there. The door kicks open and here comes Gigi Allen out after them and starts shitting on them on the sidewalk. And like, it's just, you know what, it, it's like that thing where it's like, what is entertainment, man? What? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you thought you were, like, seeing a show and it was safe to go outside. Gigi Allen took his ass outside after you and shit on you on the sidewalk, bitch. <laughs> That's yeah. next level. And you that- almost have to respect that. That's what I'm saying. You, you know? almost have to respect it. Like, they thought, like, oh, that's the show. That stays in there. Gigi's like, uh, the fuck you say? Get your ass back in here, little bitch. <laughs> I shit on you right here. Yeah, if I'm not going to shit on you inside, I shit on you out here. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry to interrupt and, and derail that. Well, I had a much more pleasant experience <laughs> watching Todd Haynes' film Velvet Goldmine, um, which I would recommend instead of that, uh, yeah. which is not an experience oh. you can have anymore. At least not specifically. R.I.P. Really? (laughs) But sure. uh, He is dead. That is a fact. Um, Anyway, I don't have a whole lot else to say. That's what I've been watching. Um, But, you know, some of those were pretty good. I I enjoyed catching up with these final couple of Todd Haynes movies, although I haven't seen Superstar. And I think he made a debut film that I haven't seen either. So I got to so say something kind of crazy. Uh, okay. I've seen, I saw like where it's, it's uploaded on YouTube yeah. or at least it was. And I yeah. watched superstar like on just on like YouTube. I kind of found it unwatchable. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I've kind of always been reluctant to hunt it down because I conceptually think it's, you know, conceptually it's one thing, but the actual practice right. of watching it seems very different. And I don't know if that's something I'm going to be, super into but it is you know i i think enough of him as an artist to give it the time of day one of these days and so just so people know in case you're not aware so superstar is basically the karen carpenter story yeah. but played out with barbie dolls am i correct yes and um unauthorized right and that's what it's not legally available anywhere right 
Yeah. So if that, again, in concept, really kind of fun and interesting and like noteworthy and like a great blurb. But I found it difficult to watch. Well, Haynes has a new movie coming out this this winter that I'm Can't very wait. excited for, May December, with uh, Julianne Moore, which is great, and Natalie Portman. So Can't looking wait. forward to that. And, uh, obviously, that's that's rocking the LGBTQ plus world right now. So yeah. oh, oh, is it <laughs> LFG? Oh, really? Okay, LFG. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that one shakes out. And um, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast, where your own personal, have we done this before? Twitter and X. I don't know. I don't think They're the so. same damn thing, right? Well, X is what elongated muskrat has come through, and, yeah. and once he took over Twitter and all that went wild, has decided to call it, but it's still a tweet. So, I mean, question mark, yeah. is Elon Musk taking over Twitter just because he wants to bury the damn thing, or... I don't know. Is he just so well, he's hot? doing a great job at it. He's just so <laughs> high on ketamine that he can't see straight, potentially. Um, Allegedly. Jokes. Mm, comedy I, satire. Alleg- alleged from his mouth. He's litigious. Alleged from his... You know what? I, I would absolutely call it a feather in the cap if elongated muskrat sued me. Let's go, Elon. You know, he, he threatened Zuckerberg to a to a fisticuffs match or whatever cage match so uh, elon zuck won't take it guess who will let's go yeah i've been i've been working out i'll take i'll take elon in a a cage because i think this is the thing he's got size he's got the insanity but i think i can move quicker i think i can i think i can you know i think i can win by you know my sort of like Stealthiness. I'm like I'm like Homer Simpson in that episode where he becomes a boxer. I can just take a punch and he'll just eventually wear himself out. I, th- I agree. I think that's actually actually accurate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And did you know too? I don't, this is a wreck for another podcast. Okay. I I, re- I want you to listen to us. Okay. I mean, obviously, we want you to listen to us, especially if you made it this far into this podcast. But there's a podcast called Search Engine that I, I found to be really interesting, mm-hmm. and they did one on what's going on with Elon Musk, and it was I thought it was really kind of wild to listen to. But one of the theories is that, and and it's a theory because it's come out of Elon Musk's mouth. That um, he believes we're living in a simulation. And so if you believe we're living in a simulation, then you, why wouldn't you just play? You just play and change the game and do crazy shit all day and night if you think that. Great. I love how some of the richest and most powerful people on the planet are. Am I wrong to say he's the richest man in the world? No, he is the richest man in the world, I think. That's what I heard. Unless he just lost the world. That's what I heard. Like above like Saudi Arabian. Yes. Yeah. That's actually what I recently heard. Now, I feel like that's an ebb and flow kind of thing. I I feel like that that could change on a daily basis, right? But the last I heard, he was, yeah, which is just a kind of insane thing to think about, right? What's insane is that these people with all of this money and influence are themselves insane. Like, this right. is a real drag. Like, you think well, we're living in a simulation? Yeah, why wouldn't you just, like, fucking but it bodes the question, be a chaos right? goblin? Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, does being the richest person in the world just innately make you crazy? I think you have to be pretty crazy to have the drive. To get there. And ruthlessness to get there. Probably, a, probably just a really, really kind of chaotic cocktail we're talking about anyway um i do know this too from that podcast that if you send a press request which i think we should do Uh i think we should just go ahead because here's the other thing he's just crazy enough that he's one of those people who could like turn down every request for every interview in the world and maybe come on the side yeah just show up on side talks 
like even in person, like he'll take SpaceX here. Um, anyway, I think we send the request because my understanding is you get an automated response that's just the poop emoji. Well, that used to be the case. And then I think somebody finally said, hey, you're running a significantly expensive corporation. That stopped him from doing every other thing under sun. Uh, yeah, anyway, I know. Corey, uh, let, if you would, please, can you send the email? And let's I'll, see where we I'll do what I can. Okay. Thank you for listening to Side Talks Podcast. Thanks to Boutwell Studios. Yeah, thanks, They Brad. would also probably, I think, I feel like Brad would welcome Elon here. You'd probably have a little water, water bottle for him, wouldn't you? <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I think it would be a very interesting conversation. I do, too. I would be happy to let you guys have it. Hashtag bring Grimes. There we go. Sure. I'd be far more interested in talking to Grimes. I, I've seen Grimes, li- Grimes live, too. How'd that go? That was awesome, actually. Um, yeah. It was at Bottle Tree. Oh, were you nice. there? Was anybody else there? No, I was Podcast not. Podcast at com. Were you there? Um, so it was a tiny little show. And yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, it, it's... I wouldn't say that Grimes is the most talented musician in the world. Um, but, you know, she's dynamic and she's charismatic and it was fun. That's half the battle right there. Agreed. Uh, the the dude who opened up for her was her boyfriend at the time. And that was laughable. And it, and I was kind of pissed about that, actually, because he, like, came out with a Fisher Price re- record player and like played a fisher price record and held the microphone up to it and was just kind of wasting our time in that kind of way and so that was i i was feeling fairly irritated with that but then she came out and it was fine crimes um what's up with your taste in dudes yeah it's a real good question real good question but not one i think we can get to the bottom of you know i mean i think you know a hundred gazillion chameleon dollars is makes somebody attractive. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, even when you look like that and yeah, act like that, I guess it's, it, it certainly doesn't hurt. Hot. Um, what else do we say at the end of this thing? Why don't you visit us at sidewalkfest.com or follow us on social media at sidewalk film and see some of the stuff we're doing at the cinema in the month of October and beyond. A lot of great stuff on the calendar already. A lot of great stuff to be announced. And keep listening. Keep listening because here's the thing. Uh-huh. We're about to hit episode 400. Oh, Jesus. And I am excited because we're going to have some very special surprises. They're complete surprises to me, too, folks. I'm going to tell you all a couple of them when we get off okay. here. Okay. All right. Well, you'll just have to tune in and and hear that for yourself um, coming up soon. So that's it, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, bitch. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.